Today is March 30th, and we will be joined by Brian Hoke to talk about some Yankees baseball, answer some Twitter questions, and just just overall be sad together. Let's do it. Let's talk Yanks. And Brian. And Brian. What's going on, everybody? My name is John Boy. I'm coming to you from my apartment in Manhattan. I have Jake with me. He's coming to you from his apartment in Manhattan. And we are joined by Brian Hoke. Brian, where are you coming to us from? From a corporate apartment in Tampa, Florida, where it is 84 degrees, sunny and beautiful, and you can't do anything. Is this so, the best spring training of your life? It's the worst spring training. <laughs> I, it's, it's definitely the strangest spring training. Um, yeah, I mean, if the apocalypse hadn't hit, uh, the Yankees would already be back here for the second series of the year. We would have played against the, the Rays at the Trop tonight. So there you go. We can be sad about that. A three-game series with Baltimore would already be off the books. The Yankees clearly would have won all three. And now you'd have whoever the number four starter would be going tonight against the Rays at the Trop. So, Ooh. Who, yeah. would it, who would it be? It'd be Monty. Hmm. Monty. Yeah, probably, right? Yeah. Because yeah. Hap would have been the three. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. To, did yeah. Honest, you did just make so me excited. more sad. <laughs> yeah, I got so excited to daydream for a second, and then that realization actually... I'm sorry, guys. We will have baseball. Baseball will I, happen again. I like that. And I, I think the other thing, uh, hopefully there's there's humor in this, and it seems like a fairy tale, but I think the last time we talked to you, Brian, you were at that very same apartment complex with the rumors of Chad Green in the pool. And, oh, yeah. I mean, things that sound like a mythical land right now, but that's <laughs> that's that's what it used to be. How how are you holding up now? You're anchored down with the fam and and just going for it or what? Yeah, well, I figure if and when baseball starts again and it will start again, it's going to happen here in Tampa. You're going to have to have some kind of second spring training to ramp the guys back up. So uh, with New York City not looking like the most appealing option right now. I'm trying to ride it out down here. We'll see how that works out, but I don't feel a huge rush to get back up north. Um, Since we're all kind of telecommuting, I can do that from wherever we are. And um, Tampa just seems like the right place to be right now for safety reasons, for a lot of reasons. But um, of course, you know, like I said, if there's a second spring training, uh, it'll happen here. Some of the guys are still here working out at Steinbrenner Field. So most of them have scattered across the country, but you know, Aaron Judge is still here. Giancarlo Stanton is still here. DJ is still here. Tyler Wade is here. So you've got a, a group of guys, certainly some recognizable names. So all that put together, I guess Tampa is the place to be. I don't know. We're all kind of day-to-day trying to figure it out, right? Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't come up to New York. It's nothing but sirens. and, uh, and, and I can't sadness. imagine. I mean, yeah, I've been watching the coverage every day, and it's just uh, all the things that – I love about New York just don't seem to be there right now. So I unless guess you we're like going to ride it out. Yeah. Unless you like the inside of your apartment or house, that's no, really all I, New York has to offer. No, that's uh, the best part about living in New York is being able to go out and be around crowds and be around the people and restaurants and bars and 
Yankee Stadium, and um, so none of that is there right now. So not to depress you guys, but no, uh, no, I'll stay good, where it's eight. Good time I'll to stay move where here. it's eighty-five and sunny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good time yeah. to move here. <laughs> Was uh, so like you say, guys are still there. I mean, um, I thought that you are, are. Are you are reporters allowed anywhere near Steinbrenner Field? Not inside the stadium complex. And uh, for about a week, we were waiting out on the sidewalk. That's where you saw all the interviews were happening. And we talked to Judge about his rib, and he revealed the thing about the, the punctured lung. That was done in his car as he was pulling out. So I spent probably five, six hours a day for five straight days waiting on the sidewalk. And then they finally gated off Steinbrenner Field, so I couldn't park there anymore. And I think we threw up the white flag at that point. And uh, so I anticipate at some point I'll go back over there, but I think that for safety reasons, congregating on a sidewalk for five or six hours, uh, we were standing right by the bus stop. Didn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, so for the moment, I'm laying low and doing everything over the telephone and talking to you guys over the internet. So were you, you were by the player's entrance? Yeah, we were. So, uh, yeah, right. Two spring trainings ago, not this spring training, spring training before Jake and I had a fantastic idea that we were going to go buy a bunch of Dunkin' Donuts, Munchkins, and coffee and just stand uh-huh. at the players lot and just give them to the players as they drove in. Just be not even like, we weren't even videotaping. I think we we're just being friendly. Yeah. And, and, uh, no, they were all there already. Like they got there at like 7am and we were there at like oh. 30. Spring training day start early. Yeah. It's crazy. So. Cause the rest of baseball. Players so what'd you do with all the donuts? We gave them to Kirkagen and reporters. We went to the other lot. Oh, we actually, yeah, was nice here. Jake, I don't know what happened to your video, but you're, you look like 1980s TV. He looks like Super Mario World or something. <laughs> yeah, you look like a 2D video game. Probably better for the kids. Maybe I'll try to rejoin or something. <laughs> Can you see what it looks like to you? Yes, I see. Uh, well, I've got that- myself as a completely like green blob, yeah, yeah, which yeah. again... You look great. It looks net, like Minecraft, net. maybe. Minecraft? Yeah. <laughs> I, do, I, do, I do that for the kids. Let me, I'll, I'll try to rejoin real quick. You guys can keep canoodling. Yeah. Anyway, That's so sweet. Judge did a drive by, by the way, I had a punctured lung. Yeah, basically. Uh, we asked him about the rib because it was the day that he had the second CT scan. And he said that uh, it was healing, it was showing some slight improvement. And he said, um, now I'm going to forget what the, what was the word? I mean, there was a medical term for whatever it was. And he said, and that's resolved too. And and so it was something that I had never heard before. So there was no follow-up question like, hey, what do you mean you had a punctured lung? So we just kind of, and then at some point, somebody circled back and said, wait, that thing you were talking, pneumothorax, pneumothorax is what he talked about. And sorry, it took me a second. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he said the pneumothorax has resolved too. And then so somebody came back and said, Wait, so what was that thing you were talking about? He said, oh, it was just a little thing with my lung, but it's all better now. And then so finally, of course, what we do in this day and age, I Googled pneumothorax. And it's like, oh, wow, he had a punctured lung. And so, uh, you know, I should have known last year that I needed to get my medical degree to cover the Yankees, but um, never, never happened. Um, So, yeah. So by the time I Googled it and found out what this was, Judge was already long gone. So there was no follow-up question. But we talked to Boone and asked him, what was the timeline there? What do you, what do you think he that lung thing actually happened? And Boone thinks it happened on that dive in September, which means he was walking around with that for the entire postseason, for the offseason, and you only found out about it now? Um, yeah, pretty wild. Man, I mean, that is – it's so insane 
And you want to scream negligence a little bit, but then you hear like Jerry Harrison Jr. or something like, because like, how can you not get it checked out? If you're cortisoning something up to finish yeah. out the season, when the season ends, how do you not get it checked out? But then it did take the doctor so long to find it. So I'm like perplexed by the whole thing. I don't know if it's like, if fans are allowed to be frustrated by the timeline or if it's all like, it's just such a freak thing that you throw your hands up. Um, well, I think part of it is they're only telling you what they want to tell you or what Aaron Judge said it's okay to, to tell them because, I mean, they're, they're bound by HIPAA laws. They don't, they don't have to tell us anything. And so we never found out about this lung thing until Judge volunteered it. And the team wasn't going to give us that until Judge said it was okay. And, and obviously he waited until it was resolved to, uh, to reveal that. But it's crazy to think that he was over there at the Himes Avenue minor league complex ramping up for a season with a punctured lung. It's crazy. I, uh, you know, no wonder, no wonder he could, he didn't feel something was right. And that and the cracked rib on top of it. I mean, as judge talked about the silver lining is he should have enough time by the time this is all over and the world goes back to normal. The Yankees should be at full strength. Right. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, Or or they're going to be like the most well-rested team ever for a year off. It's gonna be crazy. And at the same time, at, uh, across town, the the Mets lost Syndergaard. So right. who, who who even knows anymore? No, there's um, no guarantees. But what um I, I guess because it's uh, it's crazy just circling circling through our heads in these past couple weeks with everything else that's going on in the world. That you're right. I mean, a, a judge punctured lung story almost. I got put on the back burner real quick. What um yeah. I, I guess what else were kind of the stories exiting spring training if we go back because i feel like it was you know it was a little bit monty there was like the rosa herrera show was going on uh, me and jimmy were doing some and these are our fond days and our two weeks we got to spend in the office together but we were starting to doing roster math and we were like god damn rosel herrera is about to make Mm -hmm. this team so i guess from from the end of spring training what uh, and ho- again, we should be getting a reboot at some time. But what yeah. what other talking points were there besides Judge's punctured lung? Because I think it's Rossell, and I'm trying to think. Yeah, Herrera was going to make that team. Uh, I thought I thought he had a legit shot to push Tyler Wade, who was not having a great spring. I I thought that it was down to Wade, Herrera, and Tyro Estrada, and you could probably pick two of those guys. Uh, yeah. You could have a roster spot for that. And uh, Montgomery, I think, had that last spot locked up pretty well he was probably going to be the four i would think and then it looked like johnny luizaga was going to be the five or they were going to go opener early on and now now that this happened you just tear everything up and throw it away i mean clint fraser was going to be a starting outfielder on that team and now it's like well maybe he'll be on the roster and it sounds like you're going to have more than 26 men so i think that's good news for a clint uh for a mike ford uh those guys are going to have to be carried because you're going to be playing so many double headers guys. Uh, if, if they really are thinking about getting to 162 or anywhere near that, you're going to have to play a ton of double headers. So um, yeah, I, I think we're looking at a shortened season of some sort, whether that's hundred, 120, 140, I can't tell you, nobody really knows at this point, but uh, there were definitely a lot of roster battles going on and a lot of stuff that just doesn't matter anymore. I mean, it's, it's, it stinks for the guys who like a Herrera who was going to make this team as a non-roster invite, but um, I don't see him making the team now, but he can go down to AAA and work his way back up uh, when this all does get going. Um, yeah. It's, it's crazy that so much gets poured into spring training and we were so close. I mean, Garrett Cole was up to 60 pitches. He was ready for that opening day start pretty much. He was two weeks away and now you just hit the reset button and start completely over. It's crazy. 
It's nuts. Are you excited for doubleheaders? You know, I mean, you got to work those too. I'm excited for anything that gets these guys back on the field and playing ball. I mean, that that's my PC answer, but that's true. I like, I just, I'm lost here, guys, like you. Um, <laughs> you know, I, this is what we do. We do baseball every day, and it's weird to have a schedule. I got the schedule on the wall that says we should be over at the Trop tonight, and I'm not. And uh, I'm still in my spring training apartment. It's like the world stopped, and uh, we just uh, we're waiting for clearance. And obviously, this is bigger than baseball. It's bigger than all of us. Uh, we've all got to do our part and stay home. But um, it's it's nuts because when you're in this baseball world, you get so used to saying, "All right, you're here, Baltimore three game series. You're here, Tampa Bay home opener April two. And it's and then you just none of it is happening. It's it's just bizarre. Is there anyone else in your hotel that is stuck there? Is it now like a community? You guys are just friends. <laughs> we say stuck in a loving way. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I can't tell you. I don't know. You know, to be honest with you, we haven't been interacting with the people who are here too much. Um, you know, one of the last few days I was here, one of the last few days of normalcy, I guess, uh, I bumped into Jordan Montgomery and he was in the elevator. He was torn between going home and staying here. And I, I think he decided finally to go home. But um, I think a lot of guys were caught in that limbo where you want to be here. This is spring training. This is where the Yankees are. And but spring training is not happening right now. So what do you do? And yeah. so a lot of those guys work out at gyms and universities back home, but those are shuttered at this point. So I, I think a lot of guys were wrestling with it. That's why the team voted unanimously. They were going to stay here. And then uh, when it became clear that we're not talking about April 15, we're not even talking about May 1st. I think a lot of them packed it up and went home. And yeah, no, screw that. Never mind. Let's do a revote, yeah. a quick revote here. Yeah. Yeah. And Brian, you, you've you've alluded to it a little bit, and I not we don't want to corner corner you or get any clickbait type stuff, but you've mentioned a couple you've mentioned a couple of the keywords to getting baseball back, and it's expanded rosters, double headers. Um, is there anything else that that you've heard or has come to mind that like you you open this with a pretty confident there will be baseball this year, which yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest, some people are shying away from that statement. I guess what. What, what else are you hearing or what else is going to make this work? Because I know the things that me and Jimmy have been digging into is that during, you know, some of the strike seasons, they've made some weird rules. I think we looked at 81. They split the season in two. That was pretty crazy. And then I think we looked at some other strike seasoned or shortened seasons where they came back and they had a two to three week uh, ramped up spring training before the season. So what are some of the other keys that you might be looking for in this timeline or, or what it might look like when we get back? Well, I think you definitely have to have that ramp up. You're going to be looking at a, a second spring training of two to three weeks. And I think it's going to happen here in Florida and, and out in Arizona. You need to have those guys playing games. And uh, look, New York City is not an option right now. Yeah, I guess in theory, you could get the guys ready and, and play them at Yankee Stadium and play the Mets 15 times. But um, that's not a realistic option considering what's going on in the city right now. So uh, I think, and also, you know, I was talking to Brian Cashman about this and I bounced that idea off him and he said they don't have the mounds at Yankee Stadium. If you think about it, you've got, <laughs> you've got the one mound in the middle of the stadium and the two in the bullpen. And other than that, you don't have enough to run a major league spring training. Oh, so God. you kind of have to do it down here just to have the fields and the playing time. There's a reason they have multiple diamonds down here. So uh, unless you're going to go play in McCombs Dam Park at the old stadium, I, I, have major league guys on that field i don't see how you can do it in new york so i think you're going to see a ramp up a second spring training you're going to have to get guys playing against other teams maybe you don't play nine innings spring training games maybe you just play seven but uh you gotta 
you got to get these guys at bats. And more importantly, you got to get the starting pitchers innings and those are going to have to come from somewhere. So I think you're looking at a two weeks of exhibition games before you get going. Yeah, that it's you, can, you definitely you have to do spring training again. The mounds thing is pretty funny. Just I mean, there's portable mounds, so I feel like they could. But it, I guess why, you could build why, them if you wanted get, to. Brian Cashman could get some mounds in Yankee Stadium if he wanted to. I guess. That's yeah, my sure. But but yeah, but okay. I, it doesn't make any sense to do spring training up here. It would be down like where spring training is. I don't know why you would change it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm I, Jake alluded to some people are getting pessimistic. I'm one of those people. I'm getting so pessimistic about this thing because. Virginia just banned anyone from leaving their house all the way up until June 10th. Mm. Yeah, that hurts. And, you know, this whole thing is a domino effect because no one wants to be the the state or the company that underprepared, you know? Right. So I feel like now we're going to get other states that do that. And like I keep saying to Jake, it's not baseball's decision. It's not the Players Association's decision. It's the government's decision Right. And we may be a long ways out from fans. Like I think we're a while out from fans being in attendance. And then, and then, yeah, you, that would, yeah. Go ahead. When you cut, when when you cut down to that, if you know there's no fans and there's no concessions being bought and there's no tickets being sold, that's a money issue for these owners. And do they really like baseball or do they just like hmm. owning a product? Um, so I, I, my pessimistic brain is starting to spin, and I'm getting kind of like worried that. What is this season? I, I think that we may get to the point where it's two months left and they do some sort of round robin, weird, totally different vibe of baseball play, which maybe is exciting, but. Um, yeah, I think everything's on the table right now um, as far as that goes, because none of us really know, as you said, yeah. this all depends on how the next few weeks go. And uh, I think it's out of the hands of major league baseball in a lot of ways because it's up to the federal and state governments. And so, Uh, You look at the agreement that MLB and the MLBPA reached this year, it's contingent upon uh, a few things to restart play. One of them is that the restrictions on gatherings have been lifted. And so where we're saying right now you can't have 50 people in one location, that needs to be over. Uh, There needs to be no travel restrictions. And so how far are we from that? Um, And so I think that a lot of this is out of the hands of Major League Baseball and the MLBPA because you need – to get that clearance from the government. And like we talked about, New York City right now is a different situation than a lot of other places as well. And so um, I think there are, you can do the mind exercise of a lot of different things. You can have the Yankees playing home games at a neutral site or a different location. I think that that is not out of the room possibility either. And um, the longer this goes, maybe you do revamp the uh, the playoffs. You know, Boone was talking to us about that, and he says this is an opportunity to try a lot of the wacky things that have been suggested over the years, and such as expanding the playoffs to 14 teams or a round robin, as you mentioned. I think you can do all of that because everything needs to be on the table right now because none of us know when this start date is going to be. And so I, I think you can't rule anything out at this point. I know. The, yeah, ra- the round I, robin kind of is fun. I think I think for sure the expanded playoffs are happening um, just because, uh, again, when we me and Jimmy have been slightly digging through the history books, they use these strike or shortened season as a chance to try stuff. 81 was the first expanded playoffs with uh, what was it? Four teams from each league. Yeah. Eight um, teams total. You know, uh, you know uh, essentially the standard format we knew for a while and now they're expanding it even more and now they want to expand it even more. Um, so I, I definitely think we're going to see some funky stuff, and I think we're going to see some some baseball too. Um, getting away from baseball, Brian, 
Yes. Uh, what you you mentioned that you're you're looking for stuff you're you're doing kind of the soul search we're all doing as baseball fans have you stumbled into anything good for us because um any good tv shows what are the girls watching what are you watching what should we be watching if you're interested in daniel tiger's neighborhood or um yeah mickey mouse clubhouse is a big one in our house right now um the kids love caillou for some reason but no um actually connie and i've been doing the Marvel marathon. So we've been trying to ah. go through all of the um, movies. We're on the Avengers right now. We're trying to do it in chronological order. So we started oh, with yeah. uh, the Captain America and um, yeah. So we're, I think we're on movie number seven right now. Watch Tiger King. That was great. Um, I mean that, I wish there was more of that. Like that was seven episodes. That was awesome on Netflix. If you haven't watched that. They need to uh, do a documentary do. on her killing her husband, like a full documentary on that. Yeah. You know what I just realized? We were about like two or three miles from that Carol Baskin uh, yeah. here, and I might have to do a drive-by at some point and just uh, see what's going on over there. But, yeah, it's uh, a lot of that, a lot of Netflix and, uh, you know, watching stuff for the kids and trying to keep them entertained. Do you have a good Mickey now Mouse compare- impression? Com- <laughs> oh, boy. That's, that's all I got. That's, that's all I got. Mickey can do that. that yeah. Mickey's tough, man. I get mad at whoever can do the Mickey Mouse impression because it's just eluded me for years. I just can't get there, and I don't know mm. what it is. Oh my god! Maybe if you tried a little harder, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. They always say that. Now compare. Okay, which Yankee player would you say is Joe Exotic? Three, two, two one, one, and go. Ooh, wow! And then. Yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing. I think think he's one of a kind, man. I I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. that's a good refrain from that answer. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Can't answer that one. Can't answer that one. Brian, we asked Twitter for some questions. Okay. We have some that I'm actually very, I think they did a good job. I'm interested to hear your answer. Good. If you could go visit any ballpark, well, I'm changing this. This was if you could go to any game from the past. I'm changing it. If you go just visit any okay. ballpark from the past that you never got to go to, what would you choose? Wow. And I, I want to let you know my answer. I think you might have been there. Is Tigers Park or what? Tiger never Park? made it to Tiger Stadium. Yeah, Jake, I would have loved to see Tiger Stadium. Jake and I just watched. But that's the, not my answer. Okay, Jake and I just watched the '84 World Series, and I was like, uh-huh. "Oh my god, this place looked like it was packed." Yeah. The overhang in right field, yeah. yeah it looked Which, crazy. Yeah. Um, does original Yankee Stadium count as one or two stadiums? Like, I went to the 2008 stadium, but that's not the Babe Ruth Lou Gehrig Stadium. No, I would yeah, have loved are, to have seen that. The, yeah, that would have been. Cool. You know, same same site, but not you know pre-renovation. That would have been yeah. cool. Um, yeah, I, I think I'd love to see Ebbets Field, uh, Polo Grounds, but I, I got to go. Original Yankee Stadium would have been. Really cool. Like, do I get to go back in time and watch a game there too? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, really, I, absolutely. Yeah, I think seeing Ruth and Garrick play in, in like the 1927 would have been awesome. That would have been really cool. That's a good answer. Jake, do you have one? When you see the stat cast numbers come up, that's like, oh, Lou Gehr- that today's the day that Lou Gehrig hit his 560-foot home run. Do you hmm. think that's got the lore of history to it? Or what? when you see that number come up, where does your mind go? Um... You know, for example, I, I talk about the, the Mickey Mantle one in Washington. That's like a 550 or whatever. There's no way it was 550 feet. There, the, the PR guy admitted he just made the number up. So we don't really know for sure 
Um, yeah, do I believe Mickey Mantle hit a really freaking long home run in Washington one day? Yeah, I buy that. But uh, I think that that kind of we, we let our imagination get away with us. And uh, so, you know, you want to say Babe Ruth hit a 700 foot home run someday. OK, sure. Sure, he did. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's part of the allure of baseball, though, is that um, and I guess some of the magic goes away now that we can quantify all of that. And we can't just, uh, you know, make up legends and fairy tales. It's yeah. like, no, no, you didn't. The science says you didn't. And <laughs> so, uh, you know, Aaron Judge's home run only went 396 feet. What are you talking about? And it's like, well, we, we got to allow some romance in this game, too, I think. And so I, I kind of miss that stuff, too. I think that's part of the lore of it. Jake, do you have a, a ballpark? Man, no, nothing crazy is coming to mind. I mean, Polo Grounds is a nice name drop, um, always. But uh, I live yeah, a ten-minute walk from the Polo Grounds now. Too Yankee-centric for that. I, it's I not there know. anymore. Well, it's uh, projects now. Yeah. Uh, the Baker Bowl. I don't know if you guys have ever. Mm-hmm. I've tweeted about the Baker Bowl before. The dimensions of it are hilarious, and it's just like it was like two hundred feet down the right field line with a a wall taller than the Green Monster. <laughs> like totally changed the way people play. <laughs> Polo grounds had those, it was what about 275, 280 down the line. The Bobby Thompson home run is a wall scraper. I mean, that the, uh, yeah, it's crazy to, to think, you know, people want to bag on Yankee stadium for having a short right field. Go look at the Polo grounds. Obviously it made up for in center field the clubhouse and center field. They're like 600 feet away. And that's why Willie Mays made that catch. Cause he could run all day in 1954 out there. Um, but yeah, the, those old ballparks are cool. Forbes field would have been another good one. Crosley field. I mean, just shy park in Philadelphia. So yeah, I, a lot of them, but I, I got to go old Yankee stadium just to see Ruth and Gary. I like it all out. Well, you got to put with, uh, with the Yankee stadium, with the things in the center field, with the monuments, oh, with the monuments in play. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Next question comes from New York Yankees stats. And favorite Yankees related, there's a lot. Book, TV show, movie, podcast, song. We'll start with book. You can give your own first, then you have to give another. I will, I will plug both of my books, Mission 27 and The Baby Bombers, but I will not pick them. Um, favorite Yankee book. You know, the one that comes to my mind, actually the one I really, really enjoyed and ripped through was uh, the one Marty Appel did on Thurman Munson. Uh, I mean, that was just a fantastic biography of a player who I thought I knew a lot about. And he uncovered new stuff about a guy who obviously has been gone since 1979. And to, he really got uh, deep in, I think with the Munson family and uncovered a lot of new information. I felt the way coming like I knew Thurman Munson after reading that book. So that's the first one that comes to my mind. I mean, there's so many great books about Yankees from the seventies. I mean, the, uh, the Bronx zoo book and uh, the Bronx is burning is another great one, but uh, I'll, I'll go with Munson. I'll give my friend Marty Appel a, a plug here. Uh, Cause that really is worth reading. All right. I've got to read that one. I haven't read that one. That's good. Um, we won't Steinbrenner have... too. Steinbrenner by Bill Madden. That, that's another good Yankee okay. book. So, Hey, I think you've got time. So yeah, that's a good oh, news. Yeah. yeah. We'll skip this one for Jake. Um, unless you have a favorite Yankee book, Jake, but. Mission 27. I, I Thank told, you. I, I, told, uh, I told the girlfriend that we were interviewing Brian Hoke, and she goes, oh, Mission 27, the book that you're one book that's on my bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Nice. Well, good. Uh, TV show. I don't know how many Yankee TV shows there are. There's The Bronx is Burning. and That was, that was pretty good. Homegrown. Homegrown is good. Um, Those are the only that. two I know. 
I can't think of any other Yankee TV shows. Nick Swisher was on an episode of How I Met Your Mother, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, playing Nick Swisher. I know, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, you know what? Bronx is Burning was a good miniseries. I enjoyed that. I mean, it was kind of cheesy, and it, they weren't actually true to life in a lot of ways, but uh, definitely worth watching. Yeah. My, my mom lived in that neighborhood when uh, Son of Sam was shooting everyone there. It's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Crazy times. I mean, we're living in crazy times now, guys. The craziest times. All right. The next one is movie. I think there's some good options here. You got uh, Pride of the Yankees. You got uh, 61. Steve Nebraska there. Or Steve yeah, Nebraska. The Scout. The Scout. The Scout. Is Yankees. Yeah. Um, not a good movie and doesn't hold up. Yeah. <laughs> does not hold up. I, I really liked that as a kid and does not hold up. Little Big League. Or no, no. The Rookie of the Year. That was has the Twins. Well, yeah, rookie of the year. Uh, he plays plays against the Yankees, so I'm counting it. In the in rookie of the year, he does. Yeah, he pitches he plays against, against the Mets. That, no, he pitches against that real mean guy who twists his. No, that's back. major league, right? Yeah, you're thinking of major league. No, rookie of the year. No, you're thinking of Clue Haywood in major yeah. league. When this oh, guy yeah. sneezes, it's like a party favor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the Mets. Uh-huh. He's on the Mets. No, he's on the Yankees. Oh, help him out, Jake. God, yeah. <laughs> You're you're normally my facts guy. I believe there's a Yankee in rookie of the year, the real big mean guy. I think he played for the Dodgers, but uh, I think you're confusing big mean guys. Okay, All or right. the Mets. Yeah, the guy who says hey, he's he's like, go mommy, mommy. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was All on right. the Mets. Okay, my bad. Well, anyway, sixty one's my answer. Do you have an answer for? I that? agree with you. Sixty one's a great one, and um, yeah, I. I feel like I'm overdue to watch that. It's, it is on HBO Go, so you can go pull that up right now. I, I if think you have premium it's one, cable. It's one of my top movies, uh, baseball movies. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, just I not agree. even Yankees. I think it's really good. Jake, Harry Pepper playing Chase and Shreve. Doesn't get better than that. <laughs> <laughs> what perfect casting, by the way. Uh, Barry Pepper and Thomas Jane. I mean, I can't look at Thomas Jane and not see Mickey Mantle, so... Yeah, great casting in that one. The the one thing I would say is that the casting on Yogi was a little off, but there really was only one Yogi. So I, yeah. I got to give them a pass there. I'm sure they found it as good as they could, but, I mean, he's one of a kind. The guy in 61 who plays the manager, I don't know the actor. Yeah. He should play Ralph Mike Howell. Francesa. If Francesa. If Francesa ever has a movie made about him, that dude should play him. They look alike. I've always thought that. Just I'm good needed, with that. Just needed to voice it. Okay. Next one, a podcast. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I uh, can't really think of one that I like. I'm going to go with you guys. Come on. You're my number one. Jake's is our 27. Go out and get it today. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, song? Are there Yankee songs? There's Talking Yankee Yankees Doodle Baseball. Dandy. Ooh. Who sang that? Who sang that intro song? I meant to ask you that. That is our friend Dan Zlotnick. Just released an album a week ago. Check okay. out. Give him a hear, plug. Yeah. Do you want to hear my favorite Yankee song? I sure do. Sun will come out. Tanaka. Bet your bottom dollar with Tanaka. The sun will shine. Anyway, Tanaka. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> <right there. laughs> You're gonna have to send me that. Yeah, it's we play it a lot because it's just the fantastic. anyways at the end of that is unreal. Anyways, anyway, I'm not sure anyway, why I just did that. <laughs> anyway, is the best. 
Jake, do you Please have a favorite? That. I will. Do you have a favorite Yankee song? Yankee Doodle Dandy, traditional. Do you guys have the uh, the clip of Yankees How You Doing from the 90s? No. What's that? No, look that up. Go find that. Yankees okay. How You Doing? Yeah, come on. Somebody's got to know what that is. Okay, Yankees, hold on. I might have it here. It's a song? Yeah, it's a song. All right, we're going to listen to it. At least some of it. Joey Baseballs. Hey, you doing, man? Hey, not for nothing. How great are the Yankees doing? Oh, forget about it. How you doing? What a year it's been. My boy Chalut's called. He wants us to do a little something special for the fellas. Yeah, wait a minute. This little ditty we're going to sing right now? I find this offensive. Yankees, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> It's very much of its time. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, there you go. So that, that's something you can mess around with for a little man, bit. That yeah. is a time capsule enjoy that. Right there. Yeah, enjoy that. How you doing? Damn, mm-hmm. that's a good one. All right, let's see. Uh, this guy, Mike Gibson, asks, whose routine is going to be most affected by the season's delay, starters, relievers, or everyday players? Definitely the the starters, and because like I said, you know Cole was built up. He was up to sixty pitches, and now you've gone right back into off season mode. And so, you got to have time to get these guys ready again. You know the bullpen guys can they need a few appearances. For example, Chapman was probably going to have what five or six appearances, and he'd be ready for the regular season. Uh, it's really spring training is for the pitchers, and you know Luke Voigt said last week that he probably needs about twenty at bats to get ready and hitches and stuff. Um, I, I think that it's for the starting pitchers. They need to get out there. They need to face hitters again, build up that stamina so they can go five or six innings at least. Uh, otherwise, you're you're really going to tax the bullpen. Um, I, I think you can have guys throw three or four inning starts to begin the year if you're really in a time crunch, but it's probably not the best way to go. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I mean, pitchers are the biggest. I mean, everyone in baseball is a creature of habit. Even you and I, you and us, probably like even reporters are creatures sure. of habit. It's just a, a a game that puts you on a routine. But pitchers are the most like throw thirty this day, none this day. Thirty, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a whole a whole ordeal. So, got to be that. I've uh, I've got a question from a, a Jake Stromboli. Uh, recently moved to Manhattan. Okay. Um, and it's kind of on a similar topic and we'll, we'll see how this all unfolds. Like, like we were saying before, so much of it is out of our hands. Um, I slash Jake Stromboli again, who wrote this in, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's exciting when all these sports come back, I've got a dream world where there's going to be baseball, golf, uh, basketball playoffs going on all in the same day in this baseball. Let's say it's a shortened season. Let's say it's around a hundred games, Brian Hoke. Okay. How many Yankees have a chance to win the AL MVP this year? Wow. Uh, wow. All right. Position player-wise, let's just go around. I mean, look, if, if you have huge years from Gary or uh, Judge or Stanton or LeMahieu or Glaber, I mean, sure, I think they're all in the conversation, right? Isn't that a uh, isn't that a crazy concept? Because and wow. it, it, it it's been blowing my mind. Because normally, if you sit at one sixty two, you're kind of like, well, I guess if Judge did it for a year, maybe if Glaber broke out into this unbelievable thing, and I guess Stanton because he's got the pedigree, like yeah. you can see yourself placing a bet on one of those guys, and maybe it happens, probably doesn't, because baseball is a tough sport. But man, when you shrink this season, I mean, if someone like Gary Sanchez had 
two good months, which he's done before. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it really is kind of an eye opening and it, it's something that gets me excited for when this season comes back. It's going to be chaos. Well, like imagine say I'm just throwing numbers out off the top of my head, but imagine somebody hits 340 with 28 homers and 85 RBI. That might be enough for an MVP year. Like that, right? that might be when you're copying, when you're, cutting 60 games off the schedule. Yeah. I mean, that would, if you can get up to 25, 30 homers and 80 RBI, that's, that's a fantastic year. So I don't know. Uh, guys have had great four months before. So yeah, I, I think anything's in play right now. It's going to be a wild season when we do get going. Voight would have been MVP in 2018. She yeah. just says last two no. months. <laughs> What if Garrett Cole uh, in his 16 starts in a row, his team wins. He's probably MVP. Sure. Why not? Why not? It's all on the table right now. It's going to be wacky baseball. What What about uh, Hap's incentives? Uh, do you think that those will be prorated? We, we've heard that they agreed that arbitration is going to be prorated for counting numbers. I don't, I don't know if that includes team incentive contracts, but Hap has a lot of incentives depending where, where he's going to be next year. Game started and all right. that. You think they'll be prorated down to whatever it is? I think you have to. And I think, uh, yeah, if I'm remembering right off the top of my head, it was 165, uh, the inning total for him to kick in next season. And clearly that's not going to happen. So I think you have to base that on how many games actually were played. And so um, 165 over a 162 game season, if you're playing 85 game season, then that's 90 innings, right? Or something like that. You, you do the math and you figure out what it should have been. I think that's the only fair way to do it. But uh, I think that tells you why some of the, the negotiations that are going, I mean, this is complicated. Just boil it down to Jay Happ's situation, then extrapolate that and say, all right, now you got to do that for 750 other guys. And it's crazy. Um, so there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes right now. Everybody's trying to salvage some of the season. What I've heard is that, you stick with the schedule as it was and say you come back on June 15, you just pick it up where it was and then you try and fill in games later because it's too much of a, an ice cream headache to redo the whole schedule. You can't. I mean, that thing takes three or four months to put together, so they don't have the time, especially not knowing now when it's going to start. So above my pay grade, guys, but I think they will figure it out because they need to have a season. We can't have a summer with no baseball, right? No, doesn't make sense. The logistics on the baseball season is insane. Do you know it used to be just be a couple before the internet? Yes. Isn't that crazy? It was just a couple that lived in Vermont or Maine or something, and they would make the schedule for the entire Major League Baseball. I would have loved to go in their house. There's probably a documentary. It just has to be just like maps and it's like a crime scene like red tape situation <laughs> it's like oh, is okay. there yeah all right need to watch it then. yeah their house must have looked like an episode of homeland yeah. you know what i mean yeah the, exactly. the little pins and the strings everywhere and yeah, yeah. crazy That's insane all right the internet really screwed them over they're like hey we have a computer program that can do this in 10 minutes like fuck yeah <laughs> our but lives work Yes, but apparently they still can't because you have to go and say, I mean, teams need to have a certain number of days off. They need to have they can't travel on the West Coast here and there. So, all right, you have to go through every single team and say, all right, Atlanta complies. Now you go back and go through. All right. Baltimore is OK. Now Boston is OK. Now Cincinnati. Like it takes forever. Yeah. Oh, no. Detroit doesn't want this series. They have to flip it with Milwaukee for this. Like just crazy stuff. That's so, right. yeah. Not fun. Yeah. Doesn't sound like much fun. No. I have a question from Mike Gibson. Um, 
Actually, we already did Mike Gibson's question. This Thank you, Mike. is a favorite pitcher versus hitter matchup between one of the Yankees is uh, you never covered. Versus, that I never covered. Versus a Yankee that you, you have you covered. His example, wow. and this is from Tommy Limar, is Mariano versus Mantle. Well, <laughs> you know what? I, I just laughed because I thought of it. I don't I have to go with Adam Adovino versus Babe Ruth? Yep. Let's settle it once and for all. Come on. Let's see. You know, Adovino I, is she's sitting him down in three pitches. You think so? Yeah, maybe he wastes one. Uh, you you watch these, him, You watch the, Yeah, if, if Babe got him. I mean, money's yeah. on Adovino. They weren't throwing 90 mile per hour off speed stuff back then. They no. weren't throwing 90 miles per hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, not well. That's because they had to throw 220 pitches in a complete game. So you know, it's crazy. What like give been... Babe a bat that's not 50 ounces? I don't know. Right, right. Yeah. right. If he can borrow Glaber Torres's bat, which would be like a toothpick for that guy, yeah. uh, maybe he gets around on it. Yeah, that's a good call, yeah. Jake. Do you have an answer for that? God, a matchup. I'd like to see. A player I covered. Let's see. So that leaves it all open for me. Um, I'm. I. God. I don't you're, know. Your lifetime big, versus not your lifetime. I'm. I'm a big. I. Uh, I. I'm fascinated by Ron Guidry. I. I didn't really get to to see enough of it, and I just love his personality and Louisiana Lightning, the nickname, and all of it. Uh. So give me him versus. God, I don't know. Give me him versus Jeter. Sure. Okay, I like that. Jeter's a good one to put up there. Trying to think, like Mariano for me, like his at bats were so boring that I think he can just get anyone out. Like I don't think I think he's beating anyone if you give him, you know, a couple at bats. So I'm not choosing Mo, but I think I'll do like CC versus Babe, lefty versus lefty, big guy versus big guy. That'd be fun. I'd watch that old CC versus Babe. 2009 CC old CC versus old babe. Okay. Yeah. You want 2019 CC Sabathia versus Baltimore Orioles. Babe. No. <laughs> yeah. I want, I want Boston them. Babe Ruth. Yeah. I want them both old out of shape, half angry and just fighting. All right. I like that. <laughs> just I'm down. on the line. I'm down yeah, with that. That's good. I think that's all we've got. I mean, thank you for joining us, and hopefully we get baseball soon. Unless you've got any questions for us, any burning questions. I've always got burning questions for you. What was the best part of your spring training at Steinbrenner Field? Ooh, Steinbrenner Field. For for me, it was everyone that drove past and just said hi to us when we were recording in the parking. Like, what do you idiots do? Like, um, uh, Marlon, translator. Uh-huh. We were like recording in the woods and he just drove by and rolled out his window and he's like, I had to come see what you were doing. <laughs> and I think Meredith did drive by, Cuddy drove by, and they're all like on episodes because we were recording. Okay. <laughs> so we're like, hi, Meredith. And then they're talking. I mean, that was kind of fun just that happening. It was cold there. Why were you in the woods? Because that was the, what I didn't understand. We had a setup where uh, Steinbrenner Field was the backdrop and it was super yeah. pretty, but it was way too windy. Though the mics were just loud. So we had to go into that little cove where the trees blocked the wind. Yeah, it looked like you were going camping back there. Yeah, it was It was not ideal. It was fun. It was as cold as I've ever been recording uh, episodes. Camping is fun. You should have brought marshmallows or something. 
little fire, that would have been good. Can't probably would have got kicked out. Can't keep marshmallows around us. We got to see all the animal traps they have uh, in the woods behind Steinbrenner Field. There's tons. Really? Like one every really? 10 feet. Yeah. I had no idea. For, For what? Like safe. squirrels or, or bigger? Bigger. Like, probably raccoons is what I'm guessing. Okay. Yeah. Wow. They're, they're pretty big. I had no big. idea. Yeah. Jake, do you have a the, favorite memory? perks of spring training in Tampa. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say the biggest thing this year um, outside of seeing you, Brian, was the live yes. BVPs, man. Uh, those were yeah. awesome. Yeah, those are cool. Those are fun to watch. I mean, it was, and I guess the thing that was cool from the kind of the outside aspect was you'd see the hitting group come in. So you'd be like, okay, here comes right. Labor, Anduhar, Gio, and Talkman. And you'd be like, who's coming out to pitch? And then it's like, oh, Adovino. Yeah, and it, right. It was just like front row seats for basically you're playing, you're watching a video game because yeah. it's two guys on your team going at it. That was cool. Right. For sure. Yeah. That's one of the best things is when like, when the team's on the road, if you stay back, uh, you get to watch what's going on in the field. And so uh, I stayed back those two, the last two games that they played, uh, I didn't make the trip across the state. So I was watching, you know, John uh, Carlo hit against Zach Britton uh, and Adovino and, and just, you know, it was really cool to be able to sit in the front row there right behind the netting and watch that just happen. Uh, I remember a few springs ago, I watched Chapman up close right when he was a first, uh, his first spring training with the Yankees. And so uh, getting, yeah, I agree with you, getting a chance to see that it's, it's intimate. You almost feel like you're stealing a look at something you shouldn't be seeing. And so, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It was awesome. I think that, I mean, we went to a lot of parks though. A lot of, a lot of parks were good and they, a lot of, a lot of them made Steinbrenner fields, not as, good <laughs> just as, <laughs> oh yeah in terms of like what they offer like if you bring your kids to steinbrenner park there's nothing for them to do every other spring training has a berm a playground music like a kid center and steinbrenner field is nothing and that's what really? like spring training is all about is the fa- it's like a family event and and steinbrenner is just kind of like just a baseball event still hmm. so, you know it's actually funny because when we went to the game against the rays Hail started. Okay. And we went to the, we were just walking around and we walked past the playground and it was like the fifth inning and Hale was in the playground with his kid. Oh yeah. In Port Charlotte down the right field line. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. yeah then, we crossed paths. We actually had like a little. That's right. You guys were wearing the, uh, the Dan Marino Ace Ventura shirt. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, that's right. I remember now. Right. Cause we were going out to talk to the guy. Hale. Let's, let's talk about that. You were talking about guys who had a chance of making this team and, now, who knows? I thought that David Hale was very much in the conversation. Boone brought him up a few times, and um, they were looking for guys who could spot start. Or long relief. Who knows? You know, so that and Roselle Herrera, those kind of guys, um, you got to come back in that second spring training now and really fight for a spot again, which is it seems unfair, but it's the way it is. Yeah, well, we thought Hale was going to be on the team, too, just because we talked to some people uh, that work for the Yankees who were like, we're high on him. We think he's really yeah. good. <laughs> they were not really good. Yeah. They like that the versatility. So, right. Yeah, the fact that he could start, he could pitch long relief, give you a few innings, and um, you know, I think that they were going to think about going piggyback with guys like, say, you had a Luizaga and a Hale, and maybe that gets you to the the sixth inning. And so, I think that they were definitely thinking about that. Doesn't matter now. No, no, start over. The good thing is all the all the lingering injuries from 2019 are just you know we're giving Eric Cressy and the new staff more time to get these guys into not getting injured every week shape. 
So that's clean cool. slate, clean slate for Eric Cressy. Yeah, so, yeah, there you go. There you go. All right, thank you very much for and joining you know us. Oh, Jay. Hey. Maybe with that, you know, like Brian's saying, it does suck for those guys that uh, come into Yankee spring training and earn a spot. And maybe I'm hyping up the Yankees thing a little too much there, but um, to earn a spot. But hey, maybe rosters get expanded to 28, 29, and right. maybe, you know, Hale and Rosell Herrera, whoever it is, make the team. And instead of being waived and then wondering what's going to happen. Maybe someone like David Hale could spend the whole year on the Yankees instead of ending up <laughs> overseas or something like that. So, Hey, I, I'll find a bright spot. That's what you do. All right. Mr. Sunshine. There he is. Well, thank wow. you guys for having me. Yeah. yeah thank you. All right. Time for our magnificent outro music. After it plays, you have to tell me what movie it's from on your mark. Get set. Go, go Yanks. Tell them grams. Yankees. Okay,